Hello, and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast, and my name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Um, this is a this is going to be a kind of like sampler platter buffet, like 1990s Sizzler episode of just a bunch of video <laughs> games. This is the flashback episode where it's just the cast of Full House being like, remember that goofy time we did the, the silly thing? Yeah, it's like um, a writer's room in a sitcom saying like, okay, we're going to do a clip show this week, but what if we kind of subverted that and all the clips were things you hadn't seen before yeah exactly that is a fun idea but yeah uh, actually it's i think it's worth kind of just reminding the listener what the conceit of the show is because we've like <laughs> i okay. feel like uh done a lot um that might be kind of confusing but basically what brandon and i do is uh we bring to the table a game we're enjoying and just talk about it that's really it um i just wanted to bring that up because i feel like between the animal crossing episode and a few others there might be like some new listeners they're like what is this oh yeah probably because <laughs> like there's the cats episode and there's like <laughs> just a screaming so I'm like let me let me set yeah you're right it's been a long time since we've actually talked about that a little bit i mean it's, it's maybe worth mentioning just off the top then like hey if you joined in the past couple episodes um and maybe don't listen to the end of episodes which i i don't blame you because i don't listen to the end of podcasts that i usually listen to yeah um we have a really active community in a discord that is really great it's a uh, bit.ly slash twg discord um just want to put that at the top of the show just you know in case you didn't know about that and wanted to hang out with a bunch of people who are all ravenous about animal crossing right now uh, yeah 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 it's really it's a helpful channel if you're like interested in in the like i guess more meta game elements of what's going on i mean everyone there is super friendly and and inviting so it's not like a it's not like a intimidating channel at all but if you're like i do want to learn how to hybrid orchids boy can you yeah. <laughs> boy can you learn <laughs> uh so you know there's some resources there yeah um, but we'll get more into animal crossing again later but yeah right now brandon and i were talking about how we've been kind of playing a lot of different stuff i mean we obviously have more time right now so like yeah. i've been personally going back to some of my backlog i've been hesitant to pick up too many new things um but i did check out some new stuff uh, which i'll get into but brendan what have you been playing lately oh man what do i even start with should we go like back and forth is that how is that how we should do this i love that yeah i love this sampler platter i'll okay. take one you take the next um definitely so uh, what's the most fun one to start with okay so uh since the last episode there was a nintendo direct that just kind of came out of nowhere it was a nintendo yeah. direct mini quote unquote which uh, a lot of people talked about online and, and I agree with uh, that this was like supposed to go live a while ago and and um, it seems like something may have happened because um, this was like pre you know state of the world currently uh, yeah. events where there were a lot of Nintendo Directs rumored and then they never happened and there were some announcements that like were supposed to come and didn't uh, and then they all just showed up on Twitter one day uh, in the form of this Nintendo Direct Mini and uh, there was one game that really stood out to me and I bought like pretty much immediately because there were like I think I want to say four or five games that got announced and released on Switch all at once um, I think you yeah. ended up picking up one or two. I picked up two, but the one that I'm going to talk about today is called Good Job, which uh, just like really, really stuck out to me. It, it was almost like, um, do you remember a couple of years ago at E3 when uh, ID at Xbox was going through all the like all their indie stuff and then they showed Cuphead for like four seconds and everyone was like, no, 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 stop, 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 yeah, stop, that? stop, stop. Yeah, go back, yeah. go back to that. <laughs> I don't um, care about the new Halo. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I felt about Good Job. I just saw it and was immediately like, yeah, I, I need to 
see what this is. The pitch in the Nintendo Direct was so funny because it opens up with like just a, a stick figure, like a 3D stick figure. It, it All the characters look like um, exit sign people, just like fully mm. rendered in 3D. Um, <laughs> but there's one of them wearing a big top hat and then like the Nintendo Direct guy just goes, oh, this is your dad's company? And it's like so <laughs> weird. That was a good Nintendo Direct guy. Thanks. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it turns out that this is a game in which you have been hired by your father to just like work kind of like loose maintenance around his company in this like big skyscraper and and you are kind of uh, allowed to just break and and destroy as much shit as possible in this office building if you want to or you can do an actual quote-unquote good job and like actually do the tasks that they're assigning you you know in in a manner that um i would say is like loosely puzzle based in a way like where there's a lot of like rearrangement and 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 um and strategy going into it so uh just to like give one idea uh or, or one level specifically i think it's the first level actually um the the idea is you go floor by floor and every floor has like three levels and then like a boss level which is kind of goofy um but the first floor the first level on the first floor is uh you are in this one like kind of area i think it's like the finance section of the building um and you have to replace a broken projector with a new projector that is like far 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 on the other side of of this floor um so what that entails is like rerouting a bunch of power cords to like open up a bunch of sliding doors uh you have this giant projector that uh, is on wheels that like when you roll around, it has a bunch of momentum. So like if you start rolling it, you'll just kind of like slide along with it for a little bit uh, <laughs> and just like start bumping into things. Um, and of course, because the whole point of the game is to not break shit and not waste money, they have just like littered the floor with like priceless vases and art and like computers. Yeah. And, and you know, if like a worker gets knocked over, like that counts as lost productivity and things. So you have to like be very, very careful about how you're sliding this projector around, but also like if you have a cord plugged into a wall and you had to like stretch the cord really far and then you unplug it it'll like whip back because it's all physics based the whole game is physics based it'll like whip back and like smash a bunch of shit on the way back so you have to be very careful when you're like placing cords back and forth it is very very goofy i was playing this last night and i i would say like maybe 30 to 45 minutes in i just had like a jimmy neutron brain blast where i was like oh this is just goose game but in a in i was an about to say building. it sounds like goose game meets like billy madison yes. <laughs> 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 which oddly has a full circle there but um yeah yeah it, it reminds me of like when you're doing compliance training at an office job like like here's what not to do and yes. just this game uh, it sounds really fun. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's in the spirit of like Octodad or Goose Game. But the option is really interesting for me there. It's not saying just go full chaos. It's it's giving you a choice, a moral choice almost. Yeah, um, what's really interesting is the trailer just shows off like, here's all the wild shit you can do. So in one in one instance in the trailer on that projector level, there is there's a whole thing that you can do where you can reroute a bunch of power, open up a bunch of sliding big doors so you can slide the projector through or like carry it through because it's too big to fit through like regular people doors. So you have to like use these, these larger conference room doors to get them or to get it uh, through. But what you could do if 
if you wanted to, is uh, take a power cord on one side of the wall and then plug it into the other side of the wall and then pretty much carry the projector into that power cord and use it as a slingshot to just sling it through a wall and just destroy the entire wall if you want to. <laughs> so like you <laughs> could awesome. do that kind of stuff if you wanted yeah. to. Um, and the trailer shows a lot of that. It's a lot of like mayhem and madness and like in, in a way seems a little bit like a, like a Twitch streamer game for that reason, you know, in mm. the same way like... Um, like I guess Goose Game was, but at the end of every level, when you finish it, when you do the actual task that's assigned to you, you are rated by how quickly you went and how uh, how few things you broke along the way, um, <laughs> and 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 how little money you wasted for the company, um, and then it ranks you like you know classic almost like uh, like Gran Turismo kind of shit like F through S rank um, depending on how well you do. So. The trailer shows off a bunch of mayhem, and then the game is rating you by how, how like, kind of careful you're being. So there's a little bit of a weird dichotomy there where I'm not really sure, like, what the game wants me to be doing. Like, does it want me to be having fun and just, like, going Grand Theft Auto on this place? Or does it want me to, like, just, you know, play it it. it. as carefully as possible? Um, And I have found myself kind of, like, going back and forth where, like, if I get frustrated in the middle of a level, I'm just like, fuck it, and I'll just take a crane and just smash a bunch of shit with, like... (laughs) With, with a big shipping container. It's really fun so far. I, the, I've, I'm on the third floor at this point. Some highlights so far were definitely that projector level. There's another one that I really loved where um, there's a bunch of like construction guys in a conference room and they're supposed to be in a, in a meeting and they get really bored during the meeting so they all leave and you have to go get all of them and bring them back into the conference room by taking rolly chairs and like scooping them up in rolling chairs and then like running them down the hallway and throwing them <laughs> into the conference room again um, and then locking the conference room door behind them, which is really fun. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's been it's been really, really, really fun so far. Um, from what I've seen online, it's it's kind of short, um, which I think is fine because the game is like 20 bucks or something. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not expecting like a, a huge video game. And honestly, I think this is one of those things kind of like what the golf or goose game where it's like at a certain point, it might overstay it's welcome if it, if it went on too long. So I'm kind of glad that it's a shorter thing. But yeah, really, really fun. It's called Good Job. Um, I highly recommend watching the trailer because it's it's uh, it's a goofy time that sounds awesome yeah i definitely want to check it out um yeah in in the midst of that direct where they announced a bunch of stuff they also said uh they confirmed the new smash fighter not who it is but that they'll be from the game arms yeah uh, uh which i picked up um yeah. actually there's a free trial meaning like you just can get the game for free until sometime in april on the time of this recording you'll have five days left of it um mm. it's eight days right now uh I think around then. Yeah. So not great timing on, on this behalf, but I picked it up cause like I truth be told, I had very little interest in this game, but you know, it was, it was free. And I've also had uh, my personal quest for this season is to get really into a fighting game. I have in the past in college, I was pretty decent at uh, super street fighter four Marvel vs. Capcom three. That was like the peak of it. Yeah. Uh, the golden days, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, and then since then, kind of ebbed and flowed. I, I mean, I'm really into the new Smash Brothers, and I and I was into um, the latest DBZ fighter, and and got into Guilty Gear a little bit too late because the only people online were like pros. I'm like, I don't right, know what right. to do. <laughs> yeah. But I am excited for the next Guilty Gear game. But anyway, I'm I'm hungry to get like the fighting game other than Smash Brothers. That's like my go-to that I that put time into. So Arms just felt like a fun thing to check out because it was free and because I like. The, my favorite thing to do on this show is to go in to something either blind or leaning negative and be proven wrong. Yeah. You know, like 
we're usually pretty open. I think the only time that like I had complete apathy was Death Stranding and ended up really loving it. Right. So I, I hang on to that when I ever feel like reluctance, unless it's something like heinous about a game that I don't want to put up with, you know? Yeah. Uh, I hate springy arms. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's so, that guy uh, made out of mucus? What the heck? Ribbon girl. Get out of here. Um, um, yeah. The thing about this game specifically, that, or the reason I was excited for you to check it out, and I'm definitely going to check it out too. I downloaded it as well. So maybe we'll talk about it a little cool. more in depth next week um yeah when absolutely i've played more and you and i have played together um but anyway the reason that i i wanted you to check it out is because you're also not a huge fan of, of shooting games but loved splatoon so i'm wondering if this was like a once you nintendo eyes a fighting game is that made for steven um yeah so yeah where, where do we land um well, it's interesting because I think uh, there's definitely a lot of Splatoon comparisons. And, and the thing is, like, I like, whereas, whereas third-person shooters and, and the, sh- the competitive shooting genre in general, I don't gravitate towards. I do gravitate towards fighting games. Yeah. So Nintendoizing that is, like, the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is as successful as Splatoon and, like, really... Like, the alchemy of Nintendo adding a lens to a third-person shooter is, like... Splatoon is, I think, one of their strongest franchises, honestly. I don't think it gets enough credit because that game is is sort of like Nintendo in a nutshell where it's like an incredibly simple conceit where everything is built around it. Like, yeah, you can make a game where you're just spraying paint on stuff and swimming in it and that would be fun. And there happens to be other things built around it. So like, right. Much like how Mario is, is essentially built around like parkour and jumping. This is like <laughs> built around just the thrill of like the environment and, and moving around the environment. So arms is arms is a lot of fun. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I think the reason I, I didn't have a strong interest in it is it came out in a really awkward time for the switch. Like it was one of the first games on the switch um, and I think it was out in an era of the Switch where people were still, like, not over the Wii U. I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, where I'm like, because mm-hmm. Switch came out and Breath of the Wild came out. And I was like, I really want to play Breath of the Wild, but I don't know if I'm going to buy a Switch just for one game. I've been down this road before Nintendo. Yeah. You know, I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars to play three games. Yeah. Now, I was drastically proven wrong, and, and we become Switch salesmen at this point. And there's like, <laughs> I wish there were only three games. There's like dozens of stuff that I yeah. want to check out on the Switch. But... You know, it was in that like early 2017, like this time three years ago, where your choices were Breath of the Wild, Arms, and One Two Switch. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I think I think Super know, Mario Odyssey also at that point, but that was like it. Unless you were, unless you were really diving into indie games, also. Right, but that even uh, yeah, there was great stuff like Golf Story and all that, but even Mario, I don't think came out until like a few months after launch. So. Like, really, I'm sure there were a lot of disappointed kids who, like, got arms for Christmas by accident or something, <laughs> you know? But uh, anyway, um, arms is a lot of fun. It, I, I feel guilty for overlooking it. And uh, it's interesting because this should have been, like, the game on Wii, honestly. Like, I think mean, that's a hot take. Like, this is such a... It's ironic that the Switch has, like, kind of mastered motion controls, but that's not even the selling point, you know? (laughs) Like, they just happen to have them. Now, I played ARMS on both the Pro Controller and and the Joy-Cons, and I would say, like, I'll get into which I prefer, but they're they're both extremely viable. Um, which is awesome because the game is like if you combine Wii Boxing with Mike Tyson's Punch Out and like a little bit of like Street Fighter and and I, I get a lot of Dreamcast vibes from Arms. It has that kind of yeah, like that is absolutely the vibe yeah, of Arms to me. It has that kind of creative like tenacity because like I feel like Dreamcast was sort of um, the closest thing to having like an arcade console. You know where mm-hmm. like. 
the best the best Dreamcast games were all like really great fighting games and stuff that was kind of built to grab your attention at an arcade. Yeah. And Arms is the kind of game where like if you were in like a I mean our our only intro or experience with arcade culture was like the Jersey Shore. So like mm-hmm. I just imagine seeing this game in a booth with like a line at the door and some weird guy selling quarters so I could play Arms. <laughs> um, but everyone has like versions of like spring noodle arms uh and it's designed where if you're playing with motion controls you kind of throw one joy con forward to throw a punch you can cross your arms to block yeah and it works pretty well like i i have a little bit of struggle with like the fast reflexes required like it's pretty much impossible to block right after an enemy announces their super move Mm -hmm. um and this game is like weirdly hard. Like the the Grand Prix, which is like the arcade mode, uh, with the Joy Cons, I got to stage four after playing for like two hours. Like I, I got to stage four and could not beat it. Yeah. Switch to the Pro out of how many stages? Uh, out of ten. Oh. And I'm playing. Shit, yeah. the, the difficulty is one to ten, and I'm playing on two. <laughs> now, I should remind you, I got pretty good at Guilty Gear, so it's not like I'm I'm new to the fighting game world. But yeah. like. The a the arcade difficulty is like it's wild. It's way too hard, and it's also got a pretty steep learning curve because like you know you'll notice right away when you throw a punch, your arm kind of sits on like you kind of open yourself up for a hit, and each character has three different arms they can so you can have one fist that's like a big uh, electromagnetic like spike ball and mm-hmm. then one that's like a boomerang and every character kind of has their own flair the characters too give me a big overwatch vibe where like i think there was clearly like an influence on art style and just sort of like presentation like it has that kind of layout yeah uh i played a lot as the mummy and uh min min the sort of like martial artist girl they're both great the the main dude i i don't know why they chose spring man to be on the cover of this game though because he's the most boring like <laughs> <laughs> he's like more boring than mario just this dude in like who has like a spring it's just i hate i don't know why i I just hate spring man um because everyone else is so colorful and creative and it's like this is the best you could do spring man um (laughs) when he when he wins he goes yeah baby i also hate it because he was the last level and it was fucking impossible yeah um but it's really it's it's like oddly dense and i think that's why this game has kind of developed a very close-knit following i think it even has like a small esports following. I'm not certain about that, but like, I wouldn't be surprised. There are people yeah. that have stuck around, and I think you could see like there, there's a lot of effort in like. Um, I haven't played matches online yet, but there seems to be like this game has what I think people want from other Nintendo games. So there's like a online leaderboard and there's like uh, there, there's all the stuff that everyone else is doing that people want nintendo to do they've only done for arms <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah it's it's not like i wonder if once the trial is over if i'll still have an interest in it because this is a game again that like feels like a really fun arcade game and it feels like something that i would probably rent all the time and i don't want to be yeah. like I, I mean that as a compliment i don't want to be like oh like this is a rental at best like It has that weird, like, as a kid, whenever I rented a game that was, like, this kind of, like, out there, I always felt like it was, like, a dream I had. Like, this can't be permanent. Like, this can't, this can't last. Yeah. But I think this game is great because it seems to both have enough of a learning curve that, like, you could get really into the to the mechanics of this and like almost the metagame of it simultaneously i feel like it's a really fun game for like a family to pick up and just like punch each you know throw joy cons around and pretend to be boxing like right it has that kind of fun that we sports had and i imagine and also like fighting games tend to lean like 
hard PG-13 in a lot of ways, and this is like an extremely family-friendly game. So if you're looking for something like that, you know, if, if you want to play with kid, your kids or, or your younger family members, like this is probably a great pick that isn't like fluff you know like it's not right. like it's got honestly i kind of wish it was fluffier because i can't beat the i can't finish arcade mode <laughs> on two <laughs> i'm playing on two so yeah i i, I want to wait and see and i think it'll, it'll be cool to revisit it once you pick it up but like while it's free I, I highly recommend checking it out it's also nice while a lot of us are indoors to play a game that's like a little bit more involved physically mm-hmm. um yeah so totally. i, I I'd recommend it. I mean, it's got the Nintendo charm of like really lovely presentation and and interesting mechanics. I don't think it's as like it's not as uh, like I, I think Splatoon almost like redefines the genre. And like I almost want to see like how that affects other people. You know, like I feel like Splatoon right. could have an effect on the shooting genre overall, whereas Arms feels like it doesn't feel like other games are going to adapt to this style. because It does feel like a modernized Mike Tyson's punch out, which like is awesome like it's it just a fun creative game um but I, I need to wait and see before i say like definitely pick this up kind of thing um but yeah i'm, I'm, I'm interested to see it. when the, when the demo is over and i've played it a whole bunch not the demo whatever whatever this thing is this free yeah, trial, trial. Um, yeah when this is over if if you and i end up picking it up for real for real um, yeah i'm not really sure this was the first nintendo like first party game that i think i ended up not getting on the switch yeah so I, I'm interested to try it out. I remember doing the the actual demo. They had like a like a beta at one point before it dropped that summer, I believe. Um, yeah. And I ended up not picking it up based on my time with that beta. But I'm excited to try it again, especially given that a character from that game is going to end up in Smash. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be uh, Twintel, who's the girl with... She's the only one that has her arms crossed but fights with her, her hair instead. Oh, rad. It's like a French celebrity. I just have a feeling it's going to be her. If it's Spring Man, I'll return my copy of Smash Brothers to Nintendo. <laughs> be like, that's, the, the cover of this game just says arms and like weird like construction font and it's spring man being punched in the face there's nothing about like yeah i know don't judge a book by its cover but this cover is awful it like, does not <laughs> sell the game in any way yeah and i think people kind of thought it was like a at least i wrote it off as like this feel this has big wii u energy like in that it feels like a bad idea i don't want it um <laughs> but it's fun it's really fun and i and i think I have a positive feeling that the more time I spend in it, the more I'll like it because there's something going on here that I haven't grasped yet. Hence my inability to beat the arcade mode. So I'm, I'm once I figure out that, and, and I think what keeps me going in a fighting game is like, is there an active online community in terms of like being able to find matches easily? And are my friends playing it? You know, yeah, totally. that's like, that's what keeps me with smash brothers. What's kept me with street fighter for so long. So it seems to, it seems to have a close knit following, but I gotta, I gotta get better at arms. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I guess look forward to that next week. Cause I, I definitely want to play that. Um, yeah, but I was playing some other stuff, uh, like for example, <laughs> finally, uh, after all this time I, I picked up, you've been, you've been clamoring for it. You've been tweeting, you've been writing letters, sending carrier pigeons for me to pick up Mar- Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and boy, let me tell you, <laughs> I bought it, uh, and I've been playing it. How uh, is it? 
It is a good video game. It was only $15, which was like kind of a no brainer, um, especially because I needed more local co-op stuff, uh, you know, while everything is happening. And yeah. uh, and, you know, 15 bucks is it just felt like kind of a kind of a gimme in a way, because I've had so many people like for real, for real, actually recommend this game to me over the years. Since oh, okay. it came now out. You're, thought you're being goofy. Uh, I was, but I, I have actually had people recommend this to me in the past. It's just like, hey, please do not judge this too hard. Like, just get it. Um, not that I would ever really judge it. You know, I, I, you and I both talk about on this show constantly just this idea of like trying stuff out, even if we think we're not going to like it. Um, I mean, you've yeah. already talked about it in this episode. Um, yeah. So the thing with me and Rayman plus Rabbit, uh, sorry, Mario plus Rabbids has always just been like, at $60, I don't know if I can justify a trying it yeah, uh, without sure. like a demo or something. Um, but $15 and then with a bunch of recommendations from friends whose opinions I trust uh, was kind of a no-brainer. So I picked it up. Um, it is wild. It is, I mean, unsurprisingly, a wild conceit for a video game. It opens with a cutscene. This is like... This is nowhere in the marketing and is really bizarre, <laughs> but it opens with a cutscene that's like, I would say I'm 10 so to 15 minutes long, where there's a, a girl who's like, she seems young. She's like, like maybe like 12 or 13. She's like a genius inventor, I think. And she has built a, a headset that allows her to look at two things and then merge them together using some kind of quantum computing thing. Um, and she's like just talking to like an like a sentient AI that she built, kind of like a like a flubber we weebo weeblo whatever that thing is the the yellow mm-hmm. floaty thing. Um, just talking to it back and forth. Um, there's a bunch of like Mario paraphernalia up in her in her room. Like she's a big fan of Super Mario Brothers. Like the video game like the video game exists and nintendo exists in her world and she's just like looking around like merging things together and then gets up to leave at one point and as soon as she leaves a washing machine just appears in this room like through a wormhole and out come a bunch of rabbits no explanation for this they've done so much to set up like something and then no explanation for a washing machine filled with (laughs) rayman characters pouring out of it um and then they they obviously put the headset on and start merging things together uh and then get sucked back into the wormhole again um and and end up in the mushroom kingdom inexplicably kind of uh and and start to merge the rabbits with the paraphernalia from that girl's room where she loves Mario stuff. So that's where you get like rabid Luigi and rabid peach and things like that. Um, <laughs> rabid Luigi is a great screen name. <laughs> but then you, um, then f- for some reason, some of them are, are good guys. Some of them are like Luigi and peach and Mario and, and characters like that. And then some of them become evil for reasons I also can't really describe. Um, and then one of them has the headset fused to its face. Uh, so it's just running around fusing shit together. And I think that's like the big bad of the whole game is the one that is fusing this stuff together. Um, Who becomes evil? I'm curious. Is it like Bowser and stuff? No, 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 no. It's just completely like like new creations. It's like rabid. Oh, it's oh, like ra- gotcha. rabbits that are like ninjas or like rabbits that are like, gotcha. I don't know, uh, cowboys, like that kind of shit. Um, it's really bizarre. <laughs> But the actual gameplay is just XCOM. It's just like... What? Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, okay. So so Mario shows up, gets a gets a gun, uh, and then also uh, Rabbit Luigi and Rabbit Peach also get guns, uh, and then you kind of learn like, okay, here's here's how you traverse this world, and the world is literally like it's a grid, and there's a bunch of evil rabbits hiding behind cover, and you have to like position your characters around the map and shoot them with guns and when you aim at them it's like you have a x percent chance of hitting them um it's all the xcom stuff it's all xcom um wow. all the characters have different like special abilities uh so mario has this one where if if an enemy is running from one piece of cover to another and you have the ability activated he'll be able to shoot them while they're running uh, by even if it's not your turn luigi has a sniper rifle that's a vacuum cleaner <laughs> um it's wild. It is an absolutely like bonkers concept for a video game. Um, and maybe unsurprisingly, given how many people have actually recommended it to me, it really works. It's really, really fun. It sounds fun. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought it was going to be like in the spirit of like a Rayman or uh, like a new Super Mario Brothers based on based on nothing, really. I thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah. But it's XCOM, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fire Emblem-esque. Yeah, it's it's XCOM like boiled down to just its most basest mechanics, yeah, yeah. right? It is like they they have made this game for uh for like younger like a younger audience. Is that what the Rabbids are? Like are the other Rabbids games like this? No, no, or not is- at all. <laughs> the other Rabbids games were like like kind of Just Dance or like WarioWare kind of stuff. So this is just like a whole new thing then. Like yes. somehow the alchemy of Mario fusing with Rabbids makes it XCOM. Yeah. Ubisoft <laughs> went to Nintendo and was like, we would like to license the Mushroom Kingdom characters for this Rabbids video game that is a strategy shooter. And they were and like, they were yep. Like, yeah, go for it. Totally. Uh, yeah. It's, when did this come out? I want to say two years ago at this point. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, because I feel I asked that because I feel like Nintendo, pretty much in the last two years, has been so much more collaborative with third parties and like yes. to the point of licensing out franchises. Like you know, we got um, Cadence of Hyrule last year, right. which was awesome. That was very much in the spirit of an old school Zelda, but with like a fun new mechanic. It wasn't like here's a uh, <laughs> like what would be the least Zelda game possible, like. I don't know. Here's Zelda Tetris of just like tingles pots or something, you know, um, that sounds like a thing that would exist. That, that's the thing, actually, as I thought of uh, as I thought of a, a not Zelda game, all the ideas were good. <laughs> <laughs> the first two were a Zelda farming sim, which is basically Breath of the Wild. And then the next one was a, a Hyrule dating sim, which would probably sell immediately. Yeah, I would buy <laughs> that. Yeah, actually, I'm having a hard time thinking of ones I wouldn't like either. It's like, OK, yeah. what if you blended Zelda and Twisted Metal? I don't know. I would play that. <laughs> I would. I would have a Pono with rockets. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Uh, NBA I just wouldn't 2K want Sweet 20, Tooth Twenty One plus Zelda. <laughs> that sounds great. How high There's can no Link bad jump? Zelda game? <laughs> How? High, yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Sidon dunk. That's yeah. all I want. That's amazing. There's no bad Zelda game. But I'm trying to think. What else? What else we got? Um. Okay. Microsoft approaches approaches <laughs> Nintendo. Link. Okay. And it, <laughs> Microsoft approaches Link, the real man. Uh, yeah. Microsoft approaches oh. Nintendo and says, "Um, hello. We would like to blend the Halo franchise and the Legend of Zelda together." And they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." What would that even look like, really? Because I, I just, I wouldn't want like futuristic weapons in Hyrule, but I would love. I mean, they made a first-person Zelda shooter that could be fun. Bow and yeah, arrow. Yeah, they did. Against, yeah, they did. Link's crossbow training. 
All right, this is a whole other episode. We'll get into this, but uh, give us Hyrule Dating Sim, NBA 2K, and uh, uh, Tingle Tetris, please. And, and Twisted us. Metal. And Twisted, <laughs> Twisted Oak. Honestly, I know you said you didn't want this, but now I am envisioning Master Chief like running through Hyrule in first person <laughs> with a gun and like fighting all the all the huge Zelda bosses in dungeons and that actually sounds kind of rad in, in the Zelda Twisted Metal I would love like a Deku shrub on kind of like a weird like cherry like a Cinderella cherry yes. with like pumpkins and stuff yeah give me that yeah yeah that day anyway right. so Mario we, Plus Rabbids well, is a <laughs> game I would recommend sucks now. because everything, everything else I don't want to talk about <laughs> everything <laughs> That, that pops into your head while you play uh, Mario plus Rabbids is um, is fun and good. Uh, also, yeah. great couch co-op. Um, it, it, they do an unfortunate thing where you have to finish the first level or like the first world before you unlock co-op. And then every world you finish unlocks more of the co-op. It's not like you're mm-hmm. just playing through the, the main campaign with a friend, um, which is kind of a bummer. But the the actual co-op stuff that they built is is really fun. Um, and I've been enjoying it a lot. Pretty much each each person controls three characters. Um, and then you just have like a huge like battlefield that you have to make your way through from one side to the other, which is fun. The AI honestly is very difficult. It's like hard. Um, so that's also been kind of surprising and fun. Um, and outside of that, when doing the single player, um, just on the couch, we've just been handing controllers back and forth, which has been great. Um, you know, in between awesome. in between levels. But yeah, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I imagine it's probably still on sale for fifteen. Yeah. Um, maybe not, but you know, it goes on sale very frequently. Um, I've seen it as low as ten in the past, so I, I think like just hop on it if you if you are looking for something to play. Yeah. I'll add to that. The uh, the Rayman games on PS4 are also amazing couch co-op if you're looking oh, for yeah, that. Oh, yeah, they're so good. don't have a Switch. Yeah, that's like... On, honestly, I think Nintendo could learn from that series, too. Because, like, yeah. there are so many songs where the level... The platforming is cued to whatever music is playing. So, like, it's a really fun way to make, like, a co-op platformer, like, immediately accessible. Mm-hmm. You know? But, yeah, I, I would recommend that. Musical platformer from Zelda. Jump on 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 logs to Zelda's lullaby. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's no. Well, actually, idea. I'm going to talk about a, a thing that is very similar to that later. So, what's your next <laughs> game, and then we can get to to musical Hyrule. My next game is a uh, a game I've brought up before that is one of. Uh, one of my recent favorites um, that I feel a compulsion to to market and sing its praises uh, it's Gravity Rush 2 um, yeah. this is a game I picked up I want to say like last fall at like some end of year PlayStation sale and like really knew nothing about it I knew that um, it was a sequel to a kind of Vita cult classic um, and in my heart of hearts the Vita and Dreamcast are like martyrs for cool ideas basically so when anything kind of captures that spirit I jump on it Gravity Rush 2 for those who who don't know and, and might have missed our earlier episodes about it uh, it is a it's a first party Sony game that they like actively didn't market because it was around the same time as Horizon Zero Dawn which they were going all in on yeah and also like 2017 was just a gigantic year for games so like it's also not surprising that this might have gone under the radar um but it really is a hidden gem and you could get this for like nothing now it, it, it's like maybe like 15 dollars, maybe 20 yeah um, you and i i think both got it for 10 dollars. yeah and i and i went back and i also the remastered version of the first one is also on ps4 and i i picked that up i've not played it yet but i'm excited to go back once i finish uh guy rush 2 because um this is something we talk about a lot but like the way i treat my my video game backlog is because I, I have some friends who are like when they buy a game they have to beat it even if they've stopped enjoying it they just have to finish it until mm-hmm. they move on 
And like, if that's, if that's what works for you, that's great. And obviously I realize that, that you and I are in a position where we're going to pick up games more frequently because we have a podcast about them. Yeah. So like, it's harder to not be flippant because of that. But what I do even outside of that is I'm honest with myself and I'm like, okay, what are the games I really love that I want to see through to the end? Most of the time that's a non-effort because like there's a, if a game like three houses comes out or a game like breath of the wild comes out, like I end up just beating it because I love it so much. Yeah. But I do have a list here of games that I want to finish because I really love them. And then I have a list of games like I just want to check out more of, but like will eventually feel satisfied with the time I give it. So I just want to say that because I, I, th- I am personally against the notion that you have to like beat everything you get, but if that's what works for you, then go for it. But Gravity Rush 2 is is on my list of games I want to complete. And I, I, I got pretty far into it at the end of last year and kind of put it on the back burner and, and back now. Also a game I'd recommend to play right now because like if I had to directly compare it to anything, I would say Marvel Spider-Man is like oddly the closest comparison. Yeah. Uh, it's a game where you play as a young woman named Kat who can control the direction gravity is pulling her. So she flies by falling in different directions. It's a really cool power. And like <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting because I feel like at this point, like uh, in terms of like superhero powers, like it's impossible to think of a new one that is cool or interesting, you know? Yeah. Like the context can be cool or interesting and it could have like a, you know, thematic parallel, but like gone are the days where you could just be like, this guy shoots ice and that's like an exciting idea, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right. But in the context of the story and, and Kat having the power she does, like it does feel like a superhero story, honestly. Yeah. Um, At least the ones that I gravitate towards. Cause like, I I think that um, the game, the game begins with like kind of a smaller scale uh, in terms of like who you're helping and, and why and how. And I think throughout that's the stuff that really lands for me. Uh, like I, I really just like in, in Spider-Man, like the sort of moment to moment beats of the story where you're just helping people for the sake of it, like really is just nice. And I, and I really like the protagonist of Gravity Rush. I think she has like just a very positive kind of Miyazaki inspired personality, but like isn't artificial either and like gets mm-hmm. mad when she needs to and and you know but is like always willing to give people like a chance at first um yeah but yeah the game is you control where gravity is pulling you works surprisingly well it doesn't work as well in moments but like overall is kind of baffling like i think you said when we talked about it first that there's no reason it should work as well as it does yeah um, it feels like an impossible herculean task to make this mechanic yeah. work and it really does the only times that i really had issues with it were when i was in like close quarters if i was like yeah. in a contained room is when it got problematic, but most of the game is spent in like huge outdoor environments. So yeah, it's not really as, as much of an issue. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's where the game really shines. Cause you eventually kind of, you, it starts out in this like mining town. That's kind of on like a fleet of like rusty airships. And then you eventually harbor at this giant city. And like, this is a game that really, I, I hear a lot of discussions about verticality in kind of open games and like traveling from point A to point B in this game is like breathtaking. Like it's really yeah. beautiful. Not to mention, the the environments are like and the palette of this game is just like jaw dropping like it really is I've seen a lot of people say like 70s sci-fi palette with like a Miyazaki edge like that's the perfect way to describe it Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like beautiful like nothing in this game beats just like flying around and collecting gems but that is the best and like most therapeutic way to play this game they unfortunately kind of got rid of a lot of the online mechanics there used to be a thing online where you could like take a picture of yourself near hidden and treasures and other people could try to find them um but because only 20 people got this game they got rid of that yeah. <laughs> uh 
but um you can still find all the treasures and stuff and like i and there's a photo mode of course which is also really fun because you can like pose on an angle of a building because like whenever you choose what direction gravity is going you hit a surface that becomes the new horizon line so you can kind of see like cities upside down in the distance it's like really really cool and frustratingly the game isn't like i really hate the phrase isn't perfect because like i don't think anything is and you can say you like something without saying it's perfect but like the game is an uneven experience because you have these like breathtaking jaw-dropping moments and then there are perplexingly a lot of side missions where they tell you to not use your powers they're like no you can't use your powers you have to go around and show this photograph to eight million people and there's no way and it's like why is why and, you know simultaneously there are side quests where you're like flying around throwing newspapers out of your orbit and like that's a blast yeah, yeah those are um, so fun and there are other ones like where you're just escorted because you can kind of have people in your orbit and it almost becomes like a kiki's delivery service thing where you're just taking people from point a to point b one quest that really warmed my heart the, the beginning of the story too is largely about class imbalance and like isn't subtle stuff like there's an island in in the middle there's an island on top where all the rich people live and then there's a bunch of like really kind of dank uh, airships beneath the clouds yeah. where most people live but as we talked about when we first discussed this game like it is so effective to like feel how long it takes to get from one place to the other right. like to soar to where the 1% live is like you feel like Superman on his last breath it's like this is taking forever yeah. and then to get to where the poor people live it's like you're. it feels like you're about to die because of how long you're falling because like there are moments of quests where if you go too far in one direction you like blip out and, and restart Right. And it feels like that's about to happen. And then suddenly, like, the music changes and the palette changes and you're somewhere else. It's, and, a, it's a shocking moment the yeah. first time it happens. Because even knowing that I was down there and falling that far, like, you still you still kind of forget in those moments that it's going to happen. Yeah. And there's, like, there's a lot of quests that are just about kind of, like, holding the rich accountable. Because they're rich because of a militarized police force. It really <laughs> does not pull any punch. Or it doesn't, it's not subtle in what it is critiquing, which I think is really effective yeah. in a game like this that is so kind of breath of the wild and optimistic like to have these really timely critiques of society is very effective even if it's like kind of on the nose like it, it still works so you know there was one quest where i was like the stealth missions where i can still use my powers are great because i can like walk underneath something and like that's great but mm-hmm. telling there are there are like way too many missions that just say don't use your powers and it's like and the same they do the same thing in spider-man where it's like don't do that <laughs> build everything around what the game does well you know but there's plenty of examples of them doing that like there was one quest where i had to this like really awful rich dude was just barking orders at me and i had to take him from island to island in my orbit uh, which is kind of funny because they're just flying around as you're like soaring through the sky and it's revealed that he is trying to get in touch with his daughter who is marrying someone who lives like on the on the bottom decks and he's like, you know, this is a scam. He's marrying her for her money. Like my mm-hmm. daughter would never, you know, being kind of close minded and shitty. So you have to sneak up on his daughter while there are pigeons everywhere on the steps and you have to get her in your orbit, but avoid the birds, which is kind of fun. Like yeah. that's, that's a very creative way to do it. And like is intuitive. But then when you catch her monsters start attacking and, and the, uh, the rich guy's son-in-law helps you fight them. And afterwards, like the rich dad barks at you like, come on, take our picture. I'm with my son-in-law after all. And like never. <laughs> changes how he talks but you could tell has like seeing that the son leapt in danger with like no hesitation to to help yeah was enough for him to realize that this was a real thing and then you take their picture and then from that point on they're just like chatting and laughing together i'm like that was beautiful that's that was so such nice. a cool like 
little moment. And I'm at a point in the A plot where I'm actually in a new city, which is like breathtaking. It's actually the setting from the first game, oh, uh, wow. which I haven't experienced. But like there's a whole new city to explore now, which is like incredible. I had no I, idea. That's awesome. Yeah, there, it's so there's so much to discover. So I'm in a new place, but uh, the plot is like gearing up to getting more cosmic and like I, it works, but like I'm way more interested in the smaller moments of this game. And I think like it's just a really beautiful time. And I think it's a great time to play because it's simultaneously Zen where you could just fly around and not worry about anything. But the narrative is is tackling stuff that I think is cathartic to solve. It has that satisfaction that I imagine reading like Superman during the Great Depression did where it's like this is just someone who mm-hmm. can help and is and it's really inspiring um, and again like it, it's uneven and I think that's why it's 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 a game that I want to celebrate but also be like if I had any pull I would want everyone to buy this game so we can see a Gravity Rush 3 because I feel like it's so close to being like a masterpiece and kind of shoots itself in the foot sometimes but like overall it's just such a positive and fun experience and I think like also weirdly has that kind of Dreamcast Vita energy that you oh, and I yeah, both totally. love. It's great. It, I, I really would recommend it especially because you can get it for like nothing right now so another glowing recommendation for Gravity Rush 2 and I'll probably talk about the first one if I ever get around to getting to it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear our initial discussion on that, the episode was called uh, You're in Love with Sabrina Gills. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Sabrina Gills. Go, go check that out for more Gravity Rush 2 content. Um, yeah. I'll just uh, I'll fly through the other stuff that I'm playing real quick. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, I gushed about that for three hours. No, it's okay. Um, one thing uh, that was announced in Nintendo Direct that I wanted to try out and did um, is an update for Ring Fit Adventure, which now adds oh, cool. a um, a rhythm game to it, uh, which is really really fun. And it has to uh, um, the thing we were alluding before. It has a bunch of Zelda music in there. There's a bunch of like Super Mario Odyssey music. There's like a Wii Fit training remix in there. It's really, really goofy and really fun. It has two different modes. One of them is like arms and legs mode and the other one is like core and legs mode, um, which pretty much just means like you're changing up the different exercises that you're doing. But essentially what happens is kind of like every rhythm game you ever played before, there are notes flying at you and you have to, you know, line up and do things with the notes. Um, but the notes will be like press the the uh, the ring in or pull the ring out or like twist your entire body to the left or twist your entire body to the right or like do a squat and then like hold the ring, you know, close to you and things like that. It's really, really, really fun. Uh, I like to a lot i did that and i did um i did just like the standard exercise yesterday um and the conjunction of those two was like yeah i'm i am tired <laughs> i am sweaty <laughs> yeah, and i have gotta work out um I've, I've essentially just been trying to find like things to do because i can't go outside obviously uh and also this weekend is rainy the whole time so i can't even like go for a walk really so just like trying to find ways to exercise indoors and just like ring fit just seems like the obvious one for that oh yeah um, so that was really great um also simultaneously yesterday uh we got Just Dance 2020, yes. um, which, man, that game is so fun. Yeah. Uh, really good, like immediately. It also comes with a thing. Brilliant that they did this. I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen earlier. Um, I think Rock Band did this as well at one point, but they have a thing that's called Just Dance Unlimited, which is like a subscription service you can get. And you get your first month free when you buy Just Dance for Switch, um, at least. I don't know about the other platforms, but um, you get your first month free. And it's essentially just a list of like a thousand songs from all the other Just Dance games. And they're like constantly adding new ones. Really, really exciting. Uh, there's some great stuff in there. We had a great time uh, playing it yesterday. I, I'm sorry to my downstairs neighbors for all the jumping around <laughs> that we did. Um, 
But uh, yeah, yeah, Just Dance 2020, also really great. Um, so those two combined with one another, like made for an actual for real workout yesterday. And I was yeah. really surprised by it and excited about it. That's why I'm excited to check out ARMS now, um, just to like add that to the list potentially. Throw a punch. Yeah. yeah. There's also Nintendo has a first party boxing game for the Switch that's called um, Fitness Boxing. Oh, really? Yeah, which... <laughs> I've heard it's really good. I haven't checked it out. But anyway, so those two things with conjunction with one another. And then also uh, one thing that you'll be very excited about is uh, we started playing Persona from the beginning again. Persona Um, 5. Persona 5. Yeah. 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 My partner specifically, like I just knew that she would love it. So we we started playing it yesterday uh, or two days ago. I don't even remember when, but did like the first two hours of it and like immediately got hooked on it again. Um, So I know it's bad timing because 5R is about to come out, but I I think it's fine. Like I, I I don't know what the difference really is between the two unless there's like huge quality of life improvements between five and five R. like i don't think i'm going to be too upset playing through five again just standard from what i've read it seems like five r is like almost a different game uh like it feels new enough where like I, they've added enough new content that that it feels more like a kind of like an evil dead 2 than like a direct you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's yeah. like kind of like both a remake and a sequel but i think i mean i can't imagine you're gonna like i would just say like don't beat it before the fire comes out, you know, like yeah. I think getting reintroduced to that world is probably a great idea because it's it's just so good. I mean, I'm really excited for whenever we end up inevitably doing a Persona episode, like because that's a series that, like Breath of the Wild, we always kind of flippantly like, oh, you know, like Persona Five, blah blah blah, blah you know, as a, like a mm-hmm. gold standard. Yeah. Um, and I I could gush about that series forever. Actually, one of the games on my backlog that I want to finish is Persona Three because oh, I nice. got about halfway through and I started. I made the mistake of starting three right after beating four, and I was like, I can't. I'm so tired of yeah. seeing teenage unconscious demons. I need to <laughs> take a break from this. <laughs> but five is great, and also like, yeah, if if you like the um, uh, now I have an easier elevator pitch for the game. If you if you enjoy this sort of day to day life sim elements of uh three houses mixed with like high stakes combat persona 5 is like the game to play for that yeah Um, absolutely uh, it's so good yeah Uh, so excited about that only did the first two hours so far uh the furthest i've gotten in the game just ryuji telling you what to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the furthest i've gotten in the game um so far is just uh being the first castle dungeon whatever they're called um so i have a lot of that game to experience as well so i'm really excited oh uh, yeah to dive back into it but yeah that's uh Pretty much it. I also, because of the Nintendo Direct, uh, bought Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, um, which just I haven't I haven't um, loaded it up or I I, I loaded it uh, very quickly, but I haven't actually played it. But the quick thing about that game, the reason I was so excited about it, and not Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, whatever the first one was that came out, they they've re- they released them backwards for some reason. But anyway, <laughs> Jedi Academy is a game that a friend of mine and I rented an Xbox once to play we like rented an xbox rented this game and played it for like 48 hours straight um it has some of the best multiplayer i've like ever experienced at a star wars game because it's just like wild lightsaber combat like everyone has a lightsaber you can have a dual blade one you can like customize your character you can have a dual blade one you can have two you can have one you can be holding one back like it's it's just like kind of the dream star wars game weirdly and it came out you know in in the year 2004 and uh <laughs> i was holding off on it uh until i found out if it was going to have multiplayer or not because they took it out of Jedi Academy or sorry out of Jedi Outcast but it is in this game and it's online so like I'm Amazing. fully back in I'm so excited to check it out that that is just like such a 
dumb guilty pleasure game just like hurtling lightsabers around yeah it's so, it, it's so goofy the footage i've seen reminds me of like a playground of kids go like no i win <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly that is no what, no that i is win <laughs> that looks great uh, they're also adding it might even be out but i definitely know they're adding uh the uh pod racing game from n64 they are, yeah. to the switch yeah no no release date yet but that is coming out um and apparently might have some version of multiplayer potentially online as well so we'll see so you know my my hopes for ben quadraneros and smash brothers are finally alive <laughs> <laughs> i want Sebulba. at least an assist trophy Sebulba would be the the obvious pick but you know my guy ben blowing up before the race begins uh-huh. deserves a, deserves a moment in the spotlight Great. Yeah, That's that was amazing. a great Nintendo Direct. I mean, we, we kind of alluded to it, but um, really like surprising stuff in there. I saw some people kind of disappointed by it, um, and I think that those people are wrong. <laughs> I thought it was really great. I mean, that one, I I was actually more disappointed by the, the Nindy one that preceded it. Yeah, um, me too. But, you know, I mean, it's all extra, so it's like I'm not like mad. I was just like, oh, okay, like that, because I'm 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 hankering for that Hollow Knight two release date. So that's sort of what I went in hoping, and right. it was not. But um, regardless, this this recent direct just kind of felt like in, uh, indirectly being like, we know everyone's indoors. Here's a bunch of stuff that probably would have come out later, but we're just gonna like dump on you right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I I thought it was great, and I am excited to check out more. I probably will pick up one or two more things because there's so much stuff on sale. So yeah, you got Panzer Dragoon, right? I did. I I played it for a little bit and kind of bounced. I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I haven't gotten far enough to really say like yay or nay on it. But um, nor do we bring stuff to the show where we we. I think you and I only talk about stuff we don't like if we think there's going to be like an interesting conversation, like the EA Tetris thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, Panzer Dragoon is like it's a remake of a Sega Saturn game. And it's a rail shooter. It's really beautiful. And I picked it up because I was like hungry for that Star Fox life. That kind of yeah. that kind of nineties arcadey. I mean I'm in a Dreamcast arcadey headspace right now. And I thought Panzer Dragoon would be a cool buy. Uh, it's just like, it, it's really, really beautiful. The music is great. Um, and I imagine when it came out in 95, like it was like a, just a dream. And the fact that you can kind of change which perspective you're looking at, it's just a little bit, at least in the first two levels, it's a little bit kind of clunky to play. Like you have to tap every time you want to shoot rather than holding. So that was an initially like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm doing that a lot. Aren't I? Because I'm used to the kind of the res or Star Fox where you can either hold it or just like it shoots automatically. Right. So it just feels a little bit aged in that way. I might give it some more time to see if like there's some type of like uh, gameplay variant in the later levels. But like, you know, I'm, I'm happy I checked it out. I would say if you're if you, if you like me are looking for a fun arcade rail shooter on the Switch uh, uh Wild Hearts will probably fulfill that desire pretty oh, yeah. overwhelmingly. So th- I think it's just like it's hard to play Panzer Dra- Dragoon after playing Res and Sinar Wild Hearts. Um, right. It's like, you know, uh, I actually wish I had a copy of Res. That would be great. I would love to talk about that game one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Res I, Infinite, I will definitely... right? Didn't Res Infinite come out for PS4? Oh, did it? Well, is that yeah. like the sequel or is that a remake of the first game? Um, I'm not really sure, but I, I it exists. It exists. Check cool. it out. One day. Um, yeah, Panzer Dragoon, I I wasn't as excited for the remake um, when they first announced it because I think they announced it for PS4 initially also um, like a year-ish ago. Um, and I just watched the trailer. I was like, that is Star Fox meets Avatar, like James Cameron's Avatar, which is <laughs> yeah. maybe my least favorite movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to stay as far away from that as possible. Yeah, I just wanted a, I wanted a fun, cheesy Sega uh, rail shooter, and all I got was crap. <laughs> all I got was James Cameron's Avatar. All I got was the 2009 hit Avatar. I was actually just talking. I'm like, who? please tell me if you're excited for the sequel, because I'm like, this... This feels like, based on when it came out and based on when the sequels are coming out, that like the, if there's anyone excited for it, it would be our generation. And I don't know anyone who is. Yeah, and yeah, no one younger than us has like cares about it. Yeah, and the, no goo- the goof has does. always been: can you name one character from Avatar? And <laughs> like, just just ask people that, and ever, nobody can ever nobody can ever answer. Yeah, it's 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 whatever. I'm not like I don't hate it, but I just it, I felt truly felt nothing. Um, anyway, I feel nothing for Panzer Dragoon or James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> uh, should we take a break and, and then uh, come back and talk about Absolutely. Animal Crossing a little more? I need to have a cup of coffee after saying that sentence. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Um, I do have a thing I want to bring up during the break really quick also. Oh, cool. Let's do it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, hi, w- welcome to the break. Um, I just want to mention a thing that I started doing that you've been telling me to do for a long time and how it links to something else that you and I are both excited about. Oh, um, shit. Okay. But I started watching Steven Universe yesterday. Oh, nice. Have you watched it? Uh, I watched the trailer or oh. the pilot. The pilot when like it was I brand I thought that you new. watched it. I thought you were a fan. Maybe not. No, I, I, I have everything in me, including my name suggest that I would love the show, but I haven't really watched much of it. Oh my god. Okay, well let me give you the pitch very quickly then. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a kid named Steven who is part of a team of... Sold! Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of a team of um, of like four superheroes. Uh, uh, three of whom are like uh, like adult superheroes who know how their powers work and understand them and are good at it. And then Steven who is like 11 years old and doesn't understand how to use the gem that's lodged into his belly button. It's very, very goofy. Unsurprisingly, it's like a Cartoon Network show. Uh, every episode's like 11 to 12 minutes just about. But the reason that I wanted to bring it up um, is that it is it feels so much like Guildlings. It is just like Guildlings, oh, yeah. the TV show in a way that I really wasn't expecting and uh, have now become 10 times more excited for the the second wave of Guildlings content. Yeah, um, yeah me too. After starting Steven Universe. But now now this has become a me recommending to you Steven Universe. I thought that you would recommend it to me in the past, but I guess not. Maybe like in spirit. But yeah, I mean, I, I have no doubts I would love that show. There, there are a handful of shows that I... Uh, one of my worst traits is like watching two TV shows. Like I don't remember so yeah. behind. I um, just... I but, always thought that this was one of the shows that you liked, but I guess not. Uh, but yeah, the two shows that I know I'll love are Steven Universe and uh, Avatar. Not James Cameron's, but the Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. And My Hero. I think I would probably love My Hero Academia as well. Oh my well. god, I just finished the new season of My Hero. Not finished because it's still going, but like I, I'm caught up with it now. I have not cried that much watching a television show, I think, in my life. It is... yeah beautiful the, the, this season is just unreal definitely recommended if if yeah uh, if you out there dear listener have not watched my hero also on hulu both yeah, are on hulu I, I reactivated my hulu given the state of things and i'm excited to watch a show yeah cool that isn't all i do is watch james cameron's avatar and i'm sick of it <laughs> <laughs> I watch James Cameron's Avatar. I hold my Switch in my hands. I play Panzer Dragoon. That's my weekend. (laughs) You come for this chemistry between Sigourney Weaver and the villain of Grandma's Boy, and you stay for the Dragoons. (laughs) Another thing, uh, uh, just to throw more shade on Skyward Sword while we're here, uh, the birds in that always reminded me of of Avatar, which is also like why I wasn't into that game, oddly enough. (laughs) You set in the sky and it feels smaller than than Kokiri Village. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. 
Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll be back soon. Steven, we're back. Talk to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What? I don't know. (laughs) That just hit me like a ton of bricks. (laughs) You don't like talk to me? No, I love talk to me. You you misunderstand my reaction. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I answer the phone sometimes. Uh, anyway, Talk last week we talked about um, Animal Crossing New Horizons for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, pr- the entire episode, just no, about. It's hitting me. I'm sorry, just spit on my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks so much, but it goes around the other way and is great. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, we talked about it uh, for the entirety of last week's episode, but at that point we had only been playing for three days total. Amateurs. Yeah, we were. We were. Um, we were Tom Hanks and Castaway at that point, but not yet Tom Hanks and Castaway with a full beard and a volleyball named Wilson, which is where <laughs> yeah, we have a new, are now. <laughs> I have a new villager. His name's Wilson. <laughs> anyway, um, you and I, you and I have been playing. I guess every day since um, yeah since then just about we've had I I would say kind of a, a a boom in in the island life since then right like you and I have both unlocked the town hall at this point um, yeah you are building the campsite I have built the campsite um, oh, I, I built s- it it's just not active currently. oh okay I have six villagers yeah. at the moment which I was very surprised wow. by this morning to wake up and realize like looking at my map that I have six houses that are occupied beyond my own. And uh, what else did I do this morning? Oh, I just I just uh, started building the Able Sisters shop this morning, which is very exciting. Um, and also bought a shitload of turnips because I missed out on it last week. Everyone in our Discord has been talking about turnip prices and, and I, I feel like a dumbo for not buying them last week. So I was like, 92? Yeah. That's that's too many bells per turnip. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. Uh, and then realize that that was actually a pretty good price. So this week I bought a thousand turnips and i'm excited to play the stock market we'll update in the next episode um morning daisy may bye bye sell sell but i know um i know you and i both wanted to talk a little bit more about it because i feel like we were in such early days then that now the point that we're we're both at i think the game kind of like doubles in scope and size at that point and also just so many small events have happened between then and now as well just so many things like in terms of things people are finding online and things that have happened to me in game there's just like so much to cover so where where did you want to start on your end i guess i just want to say that like you know in terms of games we're enjoying this has been the main event since we last recorded i've been playing it a lot yeah me too Uh, i've been visiting friends islands a lot it's kind of become a staple and i think like yes uh this is like a very it's a kind of it's a kind of game I think a lot of people needed right now, given given the state of things. But I also think that even if there wasn't a global pandemic, this game would be just as popular. Yeah, you know, I, I think completely like, <laughs> agree. Yeah, uh, I don't want that to kind of like lessen how good this game is, because I think that like like you said, every day it it, it the scope of the game uh, quadruples. And, and I would say it's anyone new to it, like really don't stress yourself out with how much there is to do. Because I th- I, I've talked to some people who like uh, I think my one friend phrased it like he inadvertently joined a rat race where like he suddenly had to take for yeah because you see so many screenshots on twitter and like even in the discord and and everywhere of just like people just i I would say progressing at like a wild and exponential rate um that is not that is not like the way to play this game um it is a way some people play this game it's definitely a way i play this game you know i i set out to do like five to ten things every morning when i'm playing this game and, and try and achieve them by the end of the night but that is not 
how everyone needs to play it right like the game is built to be like a, a chill the fuck out simulator uh exactly so like, and please don't please don't feel overwhelmed by like people having their town halls and things uh you know within the first seven days not everybody yeah. has to do that that being said i would recommend if there's one goal to to get it would be the town hall because it unlocks hourly music so you no longer hear the like 90s sitcom uh i think someone tweeted they're like 90s sitcom like important episode where things get dramatic that was like the (laughs) yeah Um, i would say that's maybe the the second complaint of two complaints that you and i have so far are all the sticks you got to collect in the beginning (laughs) and and the the music the hourly music should just be something you start with i mean don't get me wrong it's one of the things that i most cherished earning but it was almost like yeah they created a problem that didn't need to be there Right. Uh, and now I'm having a great time just experiencing all the music and today it's raining. So I'm getting like the rain versions yeah. of music, which is awesome. Getting yeah. the hourly music is like when an airport charges you 60 bucks to like not get like hit during the flight. <laughs> like little <laughs> sticks. <It's> like, <laughs> so you could sit in the in the coach plus seat that isn't like at an acute angle and like get hit right. with sticks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think like something that I'm really loving about this game to start as broadly as possible is how that, that I find really immersive that I don't think was in the older games is that the villagers are like way more active in what they're doing. So like I see some of them lifting weights together, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Um, I see, I have a big garden outside my house and I see a lot of them often like sniffing the flowers and even watering the flowers. Like they just do that That's on their awesome. own. Yeah. And uh, another thing that kind of blew me away was uh, one of my villagers, Lily, who's slowly becoming my favorite. She was just in the museum, like gawking at all the sites and like, Oh cool. Uh, like that. And it felt like, cause she was like, Oh my God, like you caught this. That's amazing. You're such an, good angler and i was like you know what i am thank you lily yeah uh but it just feels like the things you're building in the town are also to the enjoyment of your neighbors and like um that that sense of place that addition that the the people living in your island are also marveling at what's new and invested in making stuff like a lot of them are at their workbenches making their own things too and they'll give you recipes like yeah that just makes the the addition of having more villagers both have a utility but also to me have some kind of narrative and like really makes me like fall in love with, with my, with my Island and with the people on it. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, right now I have, um, I guess it would be six, including myself. Um, but you know, you start with two villagers. I started with Billy, the goat jock and, uh, Muffy, the, uh, sisterly goth sheep, mm-hmm. um, who just sings like at midnight sometimes just to be out like, <laughs> uh, and um, but she was sick today which like was a little bit too close to home people were like oh she's sick you might want to visit her oh no um, and i gave her medicine and she got better so i was like that was amazing wow um actually you mailed me a fedora as a as a bit you mailed me a fedora it's a cursed object and then she got sick that was like the event <laughs> today where i opened a package from my friend brendan it was a fedora and then my favorite neighbor got sick but uh, <laughs> the other villagers are, uh, and I got Nook Miles for giving her medicine. Um, oh, that's, that's a whole nice. that that has never been in the other games of like checking in on neighbors. Like that is a new thing, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I think you could give medicine to to villagers in the past, but um, yeah, I mean, still still great, and you're getting Nook Miles for it, which is awesome. The Nook Miles yeah. system has only gotten better over time. Oh yeah, especially because once you unlock the town hall, you start unlocking. Um, so every every morning you wake up and you have five 
like daily quests that are, are Nook Miles plus quests, quote unquote. Um, and, and those uh, first five that you get will give you twice the Nook Miles of the usual ones. And every time you do one, it'll replace it with like a normal one that doesn't have any multiplier on it. But when you unlock the town hall, every once in a while, you'll get a times five quest, which will be like no di- no more difficult than any of the other ones, which is great. So it's just like a really easy way to accrue Nook Miles. And then like just the things that I've been getting Nook Miles for has been wild. Like I, I've gotten very, very, very into sending presents all my friends me too i was about to say like that 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 has created a sense of online involvement i haven't had in the past where i just Absolutely. even if i don't want something i'm, like, I'm gonna send someone you know like uh, i sent my friend who's making kind of a dungeon a, a, a fortune telling set you also sent me that which oh I yeah appreciate it uh, i sent him a skeleton and like a uh, pyramid flooring uh, which I got from Sahara the Camel. She was great. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying you've been sending gifts. Yeah, I've just been sending gifts to people constantly. Um, and I've been receiving gifts constantly. I don't know. It's been it's been a really, really fun time. Um, just like that sense of community, I, I think is so is so prevalent in this game. Like I am constantly opening my gates and just like hanging out and letting people come visit and do whatever they want. Um, or saying like, oh, you know, Mabel's here, like I'll open my gates for the next hour or so and like posting the Discord and like in the Slack group at work that I have with all the other people at work who are playing um and things like that uh it, it's been it's been a really great time uh surprisingly i think like in previous games it's been fun to visit other people's islands but or other people's towns but in this case the ability to have up to eight people in a town has just created a sense of like anarchic fun <laughs> the way that oh, i wasn't yeah. really expecting just like yeah a, like eight people all with ocarinas just like singing different notes at once or like blowing different notes at once um so goofy like everybody trying to hit each other with axes and nets and yeah. stuff is like hilarious I- Standout to me was my neighbor, Billy, the goat jock. It was his birthday a few days ago, and I invited a lot of people in our Discord to my island. And when it's the villager's birthday, for the whole day, they just dance to kind of atonal birthday music on the radio in their house (laughs) and like wear like a hat that has a cake on it. Zucker, the lazy octopus neighbor, was also there, and everyone, like, six people from the discord we are all just playing an ocarina which whenever you play an instrument it kind of matches the melody of whatever music is playing Mm. so we had this kind of like nightmarish choir of ocarinas to this like weird parade of billy's birthday and the game crashed (laughs) (laughs) we were like nook called the cops on on billy's birthday it was too too much of a ruckus but that was so fun and like it does like that that like you said that kind of active sense of of other players being there whether they're physically on your island or just sending you gifts in addition to the villagers like reacting to things and commenting on things like even billy was like i feel so popular like with everyone here this is great yeah Uh, it just makes it so much more immersive it doesn't make it like i feel like in the past when people visited my island it was like for more utility reasons and this is just to hang out just to enjoy it together which is what they've always wanted it to be yeah like um unfortunately by the time this episode comes out it'll be too late but uh the the big thing i think this first week for people like me who play this game very intensely has been trying to catch all the fish that are only available in march or like won't be available until next however long um and one of the fish that's uh gone at the end of march is called a string fish which is like a a rare fish that only shows up at the very top uh the very top of your town so you have to go like all the you have to climb all the way up to the top to the top pond where the river and waterfall starts um and you just have to keep throwing bait in there to try and catch this fish and it's so hard it takes so long to catch this fish but I have a bunch of friends who are also trying to do it. So like a bunch of us just uh, hopped on an island the other day and we were just like running around the beaches getting the clams that you need to craft the bait, which is so fun. We were just like 
all running around like found one found one found one found one found yeah. one it's just like so goofy um and then crafting the bait and stuff and trying to catch the fish it, it's it's been like a really really great time to have that sense of community both like kind of literally in the game because you know people are coming and going from islands and sending gifts back and forth but also like on twitter and on discord and things like that has also been really great and like in facebook messages and slack groups and things like that that is a thing that i i loosely remember from new leaf but not to this extent it definitely wasn't as prevalent because mainly in in new leaf it was just people like playing the stock market like people just buying turnips and selling turnips and that was kind of the only reason you'd visit people's islands in this game it's like oh mabel's here that's exciting oh what what is uh what do timmy and tommy have in your store today uh what is your your nook miles uh bank machine thing uh have for sale today do you want to ship that to your friends like things like that is just it just adds so much to that sense of uh community and and multiplayer and it's really really special i think not to mention the museum is like stunning like we we now both have it and like running around the museum like i feel like the way the villagers run in the museum is how i would with my friends in real life in a place like that where it's like oh my god look at all this like I, i i've been getting a lot of the fossils and i i have now fully constructed some of the things there i I started my day by (laughs) you gave me a fedora one of my neighbors got sick and i gave blathers a tarantula (laughs) (laughs) oh you caught a a tarantula yeah i caught a tarantula uh it was a dark day in my island new jersey um but another thing in terms of the sense of involvement is like i've been more invested in outdoor construction so i have like more street lamp posts around the town hall yes i just built a fountain there's a soda machine next to a public bench like it's really coming together and like i mean the outdoor furniture was a really awesome addition to this game i woke up in the middle of the night i want to say like 3 or 4 a.m last night just like because i knew that we were gonna be talking about this game today and and for some reason like I woke up in the middle of the night and the first thing I thought about was how incredible it is that I'm building outdoor furniture for some reason. (laughs) I I, I was just thinking about like, you have, you have a, a very, one of the hardest things I think to do from a game design standpoint in this game is like kind of encourage players to do things maybe outside of their comfort zone or things that they wouldn't normally do because it's so freeform and it's so open that, you know, people can do whatever they want for their island, but encouraging people to do things that they either wouldn't think to do or, or wouldn't, um, wouldn't want to do maybe because they, they maybe have some kind of like internal biases or whatever, um, is, is really interesting. So like in a game like the original super Mario brothers or something, um, you know, you start all the way on the like world one, one, you start all the way on the left. Like the first thing a player might do is try and run to the left and then find out immediately that they can't. So they have to run right. So they've already learned how to run right. And then a Goomba is walking at them and they'll run into the Goomba and then die and then think, OK, so maybe I should press a button and then you press some buttons, find out you can jump. OK, maybe I can jump over the Goomba and then you do that. Right. So like you're teaching players via, you know, just like very, very basic, like game design, like level mechanics, things like that. How do you do that in a game like this? I think is is a kind of difficult question to answer when it when a thing is so open and people are unlocking things at different rates and everything is kind of happening uh, naturally and organically. Like how, how do you get a player to do a thing that is a mechanic in the game that you want them to engage with? And I think they've been kind of doing a brilliant job of it. So like I was not really expecting to build too much outdoor furniture or like be placing things around. But when you build the campsite and other things like that, um, or or before you even do that, when you're trying to find other villagers to come to your town, I think after you get your first two and you're trying to get the next three, when Tom Nook gives you like the outdoor stuff, yeah, um, yeah. he literally makes you build outdoor furniture and place it around their around their house. 
um, which is a thing that I didn't really want to do. I didn't really want any outdoor furniture. But once I had it there and then the houses got built and I was looking at it, it was like, oh, this actually looks really nice. And then I started building more. And then every once in a while, your villagers will just say like, hey, here's this thing. Place it outside somewhere. And they'll just ask you to do it. And then you do it. And then they, they say, thanks for doing that. And I keep expecting to do that and then immediately tear it down and be like, no, 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 I'm only doing this because you're telling me to. But it kind of looks nice. So like a lot of the stuff that I built around the uh, new villagers houses, I've now taken away from their houses and like placed in different areas around my island in a way that I really wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to engage with that as much. Um, same thing with like customizing materials or not customizing materials, customizing furniture. Um, That's so good. I love doing that. Yeah. has been so cool and so interesting and like being able to take designs that you make and apply them to some some things like I have a, <laughs> a corkboard in my bedroom yeah. that has the, the logo for our discord on it. Um, oh, that's awesome. Which is really cool. Uh, you know, my, my f- town flag, which you could always uh, design, just looks amazing. Um, I just got the ability to customize my phone case, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, just all of that stuff is is coming organically and is all stuff that I, I thought would like complicate the game to the point of me getting stressed out about it, but has just kind of been filtered through um, like the filter of time, essentially, right? Because there's so much time between these things getting introduced to you that it's like, oh, I, I woke up this morning and I unlocked a new thing that I can do. That's exciting. That's a huge factor because I think if the game began with all this stuff readily available, I would feel overwhelmed. You yeah. know, I would be like, oh, my, like, because the first uh, scaling it out where it's like, okay, like you have a kind of a narrow, narrower focus. You can't even go to everywhere on the island in the beginning. Uh, and now I'm at a point where like, I, I just paid off a bridge being constructed in the north. And like you said, like the simple act of villagers giving you things and say, put this outside. No pun intended, plants the seed of an idea where like they gave me a public bench and I'm like, I should make like a city square area. So I have yeah. like a soda machine and a drinking fountain uh, and like other things. Uh, and like I made a signpost right by the airport. And like it just really it, the creative agency you have over your island, which we also know because of the trailer is like you can eventually terraform stuff, which I even forgot about while playing it and like Mm -hmm. i now that i now that i've like spent time here i don't even know if i'll mess around with that too much to be honest i I kind of think the same thing for me i don't think i'm gonna spend too much time doing that because i like i like the organic i even leave weeds on the upper cliffs because i kind of wanted to have like a natural feeling yeah Uh, the happy home academy gave my uh house uh, s rank by the way yeah me too this opportunity congrats but i uh i might make a few waterfalls and i think as people because you build bridges to like make areas accessible for new residents and and i think i might add some waterfalls like buy houses and stuff but uh i I, i've grown fond of the natural landscape and um i also like that I, i have to spend time with the current villagers before I invite more and speaking to that the other ones I have so I start with Billy and Muffy uh, and then the three I recruited were Zucker the octopus who I mentioned mm-hmm. who's I think he's based off is it Toriyaki the octopus balls oh yeah uh, yeah his like hair is like the sauce I like the villagers that are kind of implied to be food like yeah. uh, one of my first villagers in the first game was Tangy the orange cat um, <laughs> but uh, anyway so Zucker and then that sounds Lily, like cats f- that sounds like cats 2019 it's very cats 2019 Tangy yeah. the orange cat yeah <laughs> I'm Tangy the orange cat citrus uh but uh the other one is lily uh the normal frog normal is such an insulting archetype it's like basically just saying basic but she's very caring uh, and very good and loves the museum and i thank her for that yeah Uh, and then apple 
who's this hamster who's kind of thinks of herself as a celebrity um who i'm a big fan of she's like i'm so busy trying to strike a pose that i don't have time for housework it's like this is (laughs) this is the energy i needed so i might be kind of picky because i know uh, i found out that you can have up to 10 residents on an island oh my god wow the uh once you get the town hall isabel joins the crew and uh she can uh make the town flag a shout out to my friend sadie who had the qr code for the npc in oblivion who goes thank you kind sir and that's my flag that's awesome um my theme is as much as i can make it the (laughs) part of stars from Les Mis where Javier goes and if you fall as Lucifer fell you fall in flames but it's like and like sounds awful when he's talking to some characters but uh Isabel can also kick people off the island which I would never have the heart to do so like I'm really because the campsite I think invites a random villager and you'll I think you were going to talk about that a bit but I really want them to fit in because I love this core ensemble and I want any additions to be just as powerful yeah so yeah i never want to kick someone off that's too much yeah kind of the same for me um just to i guess recap because i have so many villagers now um i i I started with hazel who's a squirrel that has a unibrow and like great bangs and she's just so cool she's just like the coolest um and and then i also had igly the penguin who's who's uh, a jock (laughs) brendan Uh, igly who every once in a while wears like uh, wears like a track suit and uh and like sporty shades and then lifts weights like in the town square which is so funny big Uh, landlord energy I feel like <laughs> yeah absolutely Igly's <laughs> uh, so funny um, and then I got Lucky the dog who's like wrapped in bandages he looks like a mummy yeah um, I love him and his his house is just like dirt and logs it's so funny <laughs> It's like he literally just rose from the dead. Uh, he's great. Uh, I also have uh, Bangle, who is a tiger, a Bengal tiger, who is who is so fun. Um, she's, I think, I want to say Peppy, uh, a Peppy tiger. And then I have uh, Meringue, who is a rhino that is kind of also like a food. Uh, her horn is a strawberry instead of a horn. Oh. That's awesome. Um, and she's incredible. And then I just, uh, so I, I built the campsite and then the day after I built the campsite, I guess cause I had like cleaned up enough of the town. I like, I, you know, got all the weeds and kind of did everything, planted a bunch of flowers. Like, I guess it was nice enough for people to come by. Um, I, Walked into the town hall and Tom Nook was like, ah, yes, hello, uh, somebody is visiting the campsite. And for the sake of my business, I really hope that you will invite them to live on the island. Um, I was like, I'm not going to do that for you. There's no way. Like, there's no yeah. way that just a random villager is going to come to my town and be like, yes, please join me. It's going to take a long time. It's not going to be the first person. But I did walk up and I wanted to see who it was. And I walked in and it was a frog named Henry who is... Um, <laughs> Who just has like he has the same eyes as me. He has like the droopy kind of like half open eyes. Um, he's he's a smug frog, uh, and I just immediately fell in love with this frog. I like <laughs> so quickly. Like I talked to him for like eight seconds, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm putting my whole life in your hands." I was like, "Oh my, yeah, you are. I'm building you yeah. a house right now." Welcome to the welcome to the crew, Henry. Yeah. Uh, so he just moved in this morning, which is great. Built the house for him. Uh, so he, he's moving in right now. He's unboxing all of his cardboard boxes. It's great. I've I've upgraded my own house. Um, I guess I have the second room now, so I have like the oh nice the larger main room and then 
a second room, which I'm really focusing on that second room, turning it into like the nicest bedroom possible. Um, it looks so cool right now, but I'm doing a thing where in the main room I'm collecting all of the um, I'm collecting all the shirts to say hello in all the different languages and hanging those up. And oh, then that's I have, awesome. Like, I have like a music corner where I have like a stereo and a guitar and like a bunch of uh, the KK Slider songs. And then yeah. in my bedroom, I'm collecting all the um, shirts that have numbers on them. I have one, three, four, five, six, and seven, but I don't have two and eight yet. So I'll keep an eye out. I think I might have two. I'll send it to you. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. So like just that kind of stuff, just those like weird little side quests you give yourself, those those like strange, um, th- those strange goals you want to fulfill for yourselves are, are really fun. Like today I just woke up. I was like, all right, today I'm going to focus on building more furniture for my living room. I just want to like make my living room look better. Um, so I went around and like just collected a bunch of wood and stuff. And last night my big thing was trying to catch the string fish and it took me forever, but I sure did do it. Um, which was really exciting. So I'm, I'm ready for whatever bugs and fish are coming in April. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important thing is like, cause this is a game where usually the bulk of it was like what creative quests you give yourself. Um, but this has uh, the quests in this game inspire those personal quests in a way that the other ones didn't where like, yeah, you almost had to, to fill the time in the older games, but this is like, Oh wait, this is, this is like sparking an idea in my head that, that I know Tom Nook planted, but now I need to spend money on. Right. Like I, I built a giant garden, which I, I actually serves a nice utility cause a lot of bugs just like, you know, like man face stink bugs or orchid mantises yeah. show up. I've inadvertently created like different color flowers. I didn't even know that was a thing. And more flowers are sprouting up that are like purple and stuff. Yeah. And once um, once you start getting hybrid flowers, you start getting different bugs as well. So like, oh, dope. Um, what is it? The peacock butterfly starts showing up, uh, which is worth Hell a lot yeah. of bells, which is awesome. Um, and and, I made and they'll, a, they'll spawn more and more depending on how many um, how many hybrid flowers you have, which is great. That's amazing. But yeah, I also made uh, a, a lot of my villagers too would just like walk into the garden and like sniff the flowers. It's become a hot spot. Yeah, your garden's um, awesome. I saw like the beginnings oh, of you. it and it was great. Uh, I can't even yeah. imagine where it's at now. I should come visit and soon. I, I kind of made it like, I love that scene in Spirited Away where uh, Haku and, and um, Chihiro are like eating and crying together mm-hmm. by the like really impressive garden. So I made like kind of Zen walls with all the uh, other fruit trees. So yeah. I have like every fruit planted there. And then my house itself was kind of like I was originally going for like a nautical vibe. Like I have a bottle and a thing or a ship and a bottle, yeah. a bottle and a thing. <laughs> I got a bottle and a thing. I got a bottle and a thing. Um, and <laughs> you know, but, and thankfully I, <laughs> in the span of two days, I was gifted KK ska and a fedora. So yeah. maybe, you know, that's another option, but I have KK funk checkerboard walls. Yeah. I basically, I decorated this place like as I would probably normally. Like it looks like how my new apartment is probably going to yeah, look. Yeah, me too. Once I move yeah. in. Um, I'm definitely not but, doing like a fantasy version of my life with this. It, it is mainly yeah. just like things that I personally enjoy already. I think too though, like I, so I, I, I don't have the extra room yet. Cause I, I planned once you get uh Tom Nook, Isabel serves, you know, she can kick people off the island, which can you imagine Isabel telling you to leave the island? What no. worse fate is there? If you talk to her about um, kicking people off the island and then cancel your request, she's like, oh, thank God. I'm so bad at confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's there to change the island's theme song. And uh, she's great. She's like, I do have a background in musical theater. If you want me to hum your song as a yeah. preview. Uh, also, like whenever you walk in, there's like secretly a Parks and Rec sitcom happening between yeah, the two. Yeah, for of them. real. Yeah, like they're doing like synchronized stretching from their desks. And, yeah. Like sometimes uh, Isabel's just asleep at her desk. Yeah. Also drinking on the job, as many people have pointed <laughs> yeah. out, which is great. <laughs> um, but Tom, 
is uh he's there for all the construction and stuff and also the new like a plot if you will is uh to attract the musician kk slider to town right uh he's like make this island cool enough that like and he then tom nook i don't know if he said this for you he was like i must admit kk's lament is my go-to karaoke yeah same song, with me I which, took, like, yeah I, I took the screenshot of him saying that yeah i thought it was so like, funny i need to i need to hear tom nook sing like a pagliacci like opera <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm so excited to request kk's lament when he shows um, up but anyway, I, 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 you know, you can, once you get the town hall, you can ask Tom and this is where it kind of adapts a lot of the new leaf functionality. Cause like you can build services in the town starting out, you can build like ramps uh, to like make the higher areas immediately accessible. Yeah, I just finished bridges. my first one last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I chose the iron bridge. Cause I'm kind of going for like a slightly industrial, but nature filled vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Iron Bridge costs, I think, like 200,000 bills. Um, so rather than paying off my house, I, I chose to pay that off, and I just did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, I think the this, the sense of progression and, like, the amount of stuff you can do every day. Like, I imagine there's a point where eventually, like, you you have full accessibility of everything. But the good news is that, like, the game never stops being interesting because of how much stuff is happening every day yeah like even once you have the ability to like build everything and terraform your island i i think you'll always have those personal missions and you'll always be excited to see like who's on my island today Mm -hmm. should i visit somewhere else like all that stuff i think will keep this game alive in ways that previous games haven't had yeah Um, yeah totally agree i i this is a game i think that i'm going to be playing for a very long time and i'm i'm a little bit hesitant to say it's the best one already but like it's starting to feel that way you and i talked a lot last week about this idea that the game like the the end goal of this game is where you began the previous games um yeah. and you texted me right when you unlocked the town hall you were like this just became new leaf immediately as soon as i got the town hall um, yeah so the idea that there's even more to come after that i think is really exciting um and on top of that something that we haven't even talked about at all but like i think is going to become more and more relevant over time um is this idea that like this is a game that is connected to the internet and is you know it's by the team that also made splatoon and they were updating that game constantly like what stuff is going to come down the pipeline in this game like they're adding events and they've already talked about adding events and they've already announced the second event so we have bunny day coming in the first week of april um but then there's an earth day event which is gonna show up i guess also in april or is that in may i don't really know but i think it's in april because sometimes on my birthday oh okay um so like that that'll be coming down the pipeline eventually as well um but also there are a lot of things that are like conspicuously absent from the game so far like there's no way to get brewster in the cafe at the moment there's no museum shop um things like that you know like things the comedian guy as yeah, well yeah uh, yeah dr shunk i think is his name <laughs> although i've been the other villagers have just been teaching me different expressions so i wonder if like his role is not as yeah he, he might be gone um yeah but also some some characters are, are changing, uh, changing their jobs. Like Harvey now has the, the creepiest studio photo studio island of all time. Yeah, his island is like an A24 movie waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, just because he also talks to himself like he has like a second inner monologue, which I kind of relate to because I feel like and he, as evidenced by the show, I'll start a statement and then my brain brings up a different idea halfway through and then I have to critique what I just said. Yeah, uh, but you were saying about Harvey's island. Yeah, just to touch on Harvey 
Fury's Island very, very quickly because I don't want to talk about it for too long. Because it, 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 honestly, I, I visited once. I was like, this is actually a nightmare and then immediately left and like I will never go back. And it actually it's an affront to my my personal sensibilities every time they ask me if I want to go to Harvey's Island. It's I'm like, literally no, no, no. it's literally the quote from 30 Rock of never follow a hippie to a second location. And that's Harvey's <laughs> is Island. That? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't go to don't go to Harv's Island. Yeah, because he showed up. He showed up in New Jersey on my island and I was thrilled because I, I loved Harvey ever since I saw set eyes on him on yeah. the trailer and he was like hey man I'm from the island over like I'm just seeing what makes New Jersey tick and he's like walking around yeah. soaking in the sights and he was like you know if you're afraid you should come to my island I'm like oh my god what is Harvey's island so you go there and it's like this kind of reclusive art studio it looks nice on the outside and then you go in and he kind of explains in depth like that he has a photo studio where you could bring friends and like <laughs> wear costumes and put up sets and like at first I was in, but then he, you wander around the house. One house has like a weird baby room wallpaper and there's nothing in it. Yeah. It's really confusing how to set things up. It feels like a trap. It's just like, <laughs> it's just a maze of different theme rooms with no music, no nothing. And like, I just, yeah, it's just very unsettling. Yeah, I mean, even the main room right when you walk in is just a, a bunch of, it's a camera. It's like a, a film camera and a bunch of lights uh, pointed at just a, a leather couch, which like has a bunch of implications that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> but I was immediately like, nope, nope, this is bad. Bad vibes, bad vibes in this house. Oh. Yeah, uh, but I'm yeah, you go inviting. into the basement and one the basement room is literally just like a dirt basement and brick walls. And again, there's nothing in it. And it's gigantic and so fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. yeah, I just I just bounced immediately. Um, yeah. Anyway, to com- complete left turn from that. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on that, but complete left turn from that. Um, I don't I don't want to say what any of these things are because I, I could see some people considering this to be spoilers or whatever. Um, but people have been like data mining some of the uh, update patches that have come through. Like a patch came through recently that like killed the duplication bug or something so you can't duplicate items anymore um but with that patch also came some other stuff that like alluded to the fact that they were going to be adding some of those like old school animal crossing staples back into the game over time through updates like new buildings and new people that are not not uh sorry old buildings that you've remembered from previous games and old characters who are not in the game currently and there's no way to unlock them even if you were to like time travel right now there's no way to get some of these characters to show up they will be adding them in in future probably free content updates which is awesome because yeah. I that that whole idea that like we talked about this a little bit last week because I, I time travel to get the museum early because that's the thing that I care about most is filling the museum yeah. out there are people who play this game and time travel and like I know it's common to like dunk on people who time travel in this game but like you just play the game however you want like it, it is it is supposed sure. to be like a chill simulator and and saying like oh no 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 you can't have the able sister shop uh, until you know two weeks later um, it could be a bummer to that person if that's the thing that they care about most so I, I have no grievances about people who time travel in this game but I do like the idea of of withholding some stuff you know to get added later so kind of everyone's experiencing it at the same time so like if they add any of the extra stores or any of the extra characters over time you know if they show up in the town center or whatever um, I think that's really exciting to create that like sense of almost like appointment viewing like for like HBO television but for adding characters to Animal Crossing so like one yeah. morning we're all going to wake up and Bruce is going to show up and be like, hi, I think I'm 
going to open a cafe or something, which he is not the person that I found or that they found in the patch updates. But like, I imagine he's going to show up eventually because he's like a series staple. Um, but if yeah. he shows up in the town center sometime and or if Blathers is like, oh, yeah, my friend wants to move in and like open up a cafe. Um, and that just happens like one Wednesday when everybody is playing because there was a content update like that's going to be so exciting. The entire community oh, yeah. is going to light up again, um, which is great from both like a community building standpoint and and the idea of like keeping the game alive and kind of creating like uh, UGC um, user generated content in terms of like promoting the game actively to make it even bigger over time um, because everybody's going to tweet out screenshots of that as soon as it happens. Things like that I think are really exciting. That's the kind of stuff that I, I'm most um, interested in going forward. Like how does this game get supported in the future outside of just events, which like events are exciting, but I want to know what else is coming because I think that's yeah, gonna be really cool. Absolutely. It's almost like it's, it's, it's just it's, open waters. There's just like so much possibility. I don't even I don't even know what could happen, but I'm excited about all of it. And the fact that they've already updated the game, like obviously it was a patch, but like that was so soon after release. It just shows like how finely tuned they are into like making sure this game is like exactly what it's meant to be. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I, I adore it. I mean, it, it, I think you and I, it was a sure thing either way, but like it has gone so far out in terms of just like really fully realizing what the series has always done well and adding so much that also works. Yeah. Um, that it's amazing. It's like easily, I mean, not a huge surprise, one of my favorite games in recent memory and like, uh, it's just a beautiful experience and like you said in the past, it does instill good habits. I usually play this game, the reason I'm adverse to time traveling on a personal level is like, it does kind of just set limits of how much I'm playing it. If I mess with the clock, I would probably never stop because mm. I would always get the new stuff. But like, I play it for a bit in the morning and at the end of the day and and then I also like, you know, it, it's also the first game, I think, since Three Houses where I just have ended up waking up earlier to play more. Yeah, <laughs> like I just same. naturally wake up like, oh, cool, it's 5 a.m. I guess I can play more. Like even the fake stores aren't open yet. They're like, ugh, I'm not even sentient and I'm disgusted by how early you're up. But yeah, man, it's it's just so good. I'm, and I think like in another week, we'll probably have even more to report. And like, uh, obviously, last time we said that our, our bonus in April will be like a month check-in, uh, which I'm really excited to see like where we're at at that point because like we've had it for a week and I think where we started and where we are now are completely different and I imagine it just keeps going yeah you know, I imagine that, that that sense of progression will probably slow down eventually but I, I, I'm like blown away by how much they add with, with each day and I think even if you're time traveling I think there's always something to look forward to the next day which is I think the message of the series and, and what makes me like so filled with joy while playing yeah um, totally I do know like I think it's about a month in is when uh, Nook's Cranny gets upgraded to whatever the next thing is like it's it's not oh cool i don't think it's a bell limit like it was in the in the previous games where you had to spend a certain amount to get it i think it's just like after a month they're just like hey what if this was bigger and had more stuff in it um which i wonder if that just means every month it's gonna get bigger i have no idea i only know about that first upgrade but that's really exciting yeah i mean i i time traveled that one time uh, to get the museum early and i haven't done it since and i don't think i'll do it again personally but i mean just being on the clock with everyone else now has been has been really rewarding and fun and, and goofy um and I, I guess I'm like a day or two ahead, maybe um, at most, but still it's it's been great. Um, yeah, I, I love this game um, and I think I could talk about it forever, but maybe we should stop again. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I just will add, I wonder what the Nook store, the Nook's cranny will upgrade to. Because in the first game, the final form of it was like a, almost like a Juju Mart fluorescent lit, like kind of hell yeah. mall. But it was uh, open so, really late was the thing. Yeah. Or at least, the, sorry, the second upgrade was always like uh, almost like a 7-Eleven in a way. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah, it was like 
the end goal was a Walmart, which I hope this game doesn't like, because that that is like not in on par with the rest of the game's like more optimistic message. Um, yeah, there was uh, I think it was City Folk the final because uh, I I did get the fi- uh, the final upgrade in City Folk. I'm pretty sure it was like like a French inspired like boutique store, uh, which ended up actually having less stuff than yeah. than the upgrade before that. Would be a sucker for a mall as well. Like having a museum scale store where there are like different rooms for different things would be a lot yeah, of fun. That'd be awesome. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure the the vision of what Nook's store will look like is is going to be enormous given Tom Nook's like vibe. Yeah. So yeah, I'm also like more and more like in belief of your of your like conspiracy theory that like everyone's in on this, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm having a great time. And now Isabel does the morning updates, which is like a little bit more pleasant than Tom Nook being like, yes, yes, more money, please. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah whenever whenever isabel ends her thing she's like okay i'm gonna stop talking and and just let you enjoy the island it's like no 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 please talk for as long as you want i love you so much (laughs) i want a tom nook isabel podcast please oh my god yes yeah on my nook phone um (laughs) yeah I, i think that's it for now i mean we'll we'll definitely I, I think uh, rest assured we'll have the bonus in April and I imagine we'll probably maybe even talk about it again in between then. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't want to, I don't want, I want to save a lot for that episode, but just with like how much this game is giving, it will, it will definitely be discussed again in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, cool. let's wrap up then. Let's wrap up. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, I, I know we mentioned on the start that there might be some new listeners and that I always sort of want to uh, make sure that our show is like, I mean, it's not complicated stuff, so I'm sure you figure out what we're doing, but <laughs> you know, I, I want to make sure that we, that we welcome all new listeners and as well as thank, uh, old listeners. Uh, we just appreciate the fact that the show has an audience, like not to be self-deprecating, but the fact that we have an audience at all is always like eternally humbling. Yeah, um, Absolutely. We made this show kind of just for us and and I've been really happy to see the community around it. Like we said, the Discord is like, if nothing else, like that's the place to be. Even if you don't listen to the show, the Discord's great. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a really cool community and I think like it's important to have like a really kind and welcoming community in times like this and, and in discussions about video games in general. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. If you like it, uh, the best way to help is to rate us on Apple Podcasts out of five stars. Uh, you don't need to leave a review if you don't want, but rating does really help as everyone has told you and also to share with a friend if you like it. i mean we we've had i've seen a lot of comments of people like hey my friend recommended this and i really loved it or whatever like we also love hearing you know just like how you discovered it and why if there's, if there's a game that that you um what i love hearing too is like we are very conscious of like people listening not spending money like even when we recommend stuff i i think you and i both try to temper it with like only get this if x y and z and you know we're not here to like sell you on stuff yeah but it is really cool to hear people being like i had zero interest in this and i checked it out and i really loved it so like if we can help guide you to a positive experience you might not have experience otherwise like that's amazing to hear about so always feel free to let us know about that yeah absolutely um, and um, yeah oh go ahead uh, i was just gonna say you could reach out to us uh on twitter i mean both of us are on twitter but we also have uh, a twitter account for the show that's at into the cast um we have a twitch account that's also at into the cast which um i i do imagine we'll probably start doing i i'm planning on doing some more streams this week um, yeah which is gonna be exciting um and yeah, I, uh, also on top of all of that, and we mentioned this last week and I think the week before that even, but worth mentioning again, we do have a Patreon and uh, I'm going to run through the list of uh, 
patrons and, and thank them for that. Um, but that's patreon.com slash into the cast. Uh, if you are a patron and I'm about to shout your name out and you're like, oh, I don't know if now is the time for me to be spending money on a podcast. Like, please, please, please just like remove your pledge. It's totally cool. We are so OK with that. Um, if yeah. if in these times uh, donating money to the show in any way puts a strain on your financial stability, please do not back the show yeah um but that said here's the list of people who are doing that currently um thank you so much to uh, akira alex andrew andrew ariel bead benjamin d benjamin w bolt brendan brett Catherine, christopher david dennis elliot hilton inez jason jeff joey josh cameron connor kieran kim kyle mark marcel marianne melly muffin pie micah min murray naomi no name pablo philip Robert, Salute Peasy, Scout, Sebastian, Shelley, Skin Tight Alloy, Spencer, Trevor, and William. <laughs> um, thank you to all of you for backing the show. It means so much. Again, just going to reiterate, if uh, I just called your name out and you're like, oh no, maybe not the time, totally cool if you cancel your uh, your, your backing. Uh, but thank you for those of you who are doing that at the moment. And yeah, do we have anything else to shout out? I guess I'll shout out I again just... the Discord, bit.ly slash TWG Discord. You can join there. Uh, it's also in the show notes. Um, yeah. I want to give a special shout out to Skin Tight Alloy for <laughs> having a Patreon username named after my Xbox Live gamer tag that was procedurally generated for me in 2007. Yeah. You're a true fan. I you laugh know my shit. every, I almost laugh every time yeah. I read that The name. story of that, <clears throat> it's been a while since I shared that. I, I, it's so obscure, I may have never even mentioned it on the show. Show, which is kind of eerie but skin tight alloy I, was, I got an xbox live in 2008 and was thinking about what my gamer tag should be and i wrote something and then xbox was like hmm that's already taken how about skin tight alloy and i and i said yes and here we are our fate was sealed <laughs> um yeah but yeah I, I think and uh, just just in terms of the Patreon discussion, like the the money lets us do more. Uh, but there are plenty of artists out there that like need your money to stay afloat if you have money to give. So yeah. give it to them. Uh, we can still make the show if we're not receiving money. But um, going forward, it does this let us do more. And, and we appreciate the support if you're still giving it. Yeah. Um, Sick. I think uh, I think that's it for me this week. Same. I'm cool. done. <laughs> I'm going to go watch James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> and play Panzer Dragoon on play the couch. Panzer Dragoon uh, on the couch. Cool. Yeah. Hey, my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. You find me at Stephen Hilger. Have a wonderful week. Yeah. Have a great week. Farewell. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. James Cameron's avatar. TWG, the worst garbage dot online.